Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to walk you through another value validation project example. And this is long overdue because I did an episode where I shared a VVP example that one of my clients put together for Microsoft Teams, I think back in episode 88. And it turned out to be one of our most popular episodes of all time. And I totally get it because a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of the people that I coach, they want to know more about VVPs. It is a bit of an abstract concept until you start to do it. So I wanted to share another example here. And I think the best place to start is with some context. So the client who put together this value validation project, she was working in the retail industry when she came to me and we started working together. Now, her goal was to jump into the tech space. She wanted to be an account manager or in marketing or something along those lines. But obviously, she had a fairly non-traditional background and she didn't have any traditional experience in tech. So we needed to find a way to get noticed. So one of the main things she invested in was something we talk about all the time, and that was getting out there and building relationships with people who are working at her target companies. Now, she specifically was targeting companies that were more in this sort of verticalized e-commerce space. Think Warby Parker, Harry's Razors, Away Luggage, et cetera, et cetera. And the company in question for this value validation project was Away Luggage. So if you're not familiar with them... They were created by two women who were working at Warby Parker and left to take that same model to the luggage space. And they didn't just want to stop at luggage. Their vision for the company was to essentially elevate the travel experience in general. And that was essentially the mission that they built the company around. So my client had done all the basic and usual stuff, right? She tweaked her resume, written cover letters, she'd applied online to Away, and she hadn't gotten anything out of that. So then she started reaching out to employees, and she was digging deeper about where they wanted to go. And one thing that they were really looking for was ideas around how to improve the perceived value of their product, and also how to create a bit of a deeper, tight-knit community around their customers. So how do we get Away customers to feel more of a sense of community, to get more loyalty around the brand. So my client and I got to brainstorming. And the first thing that we did was dove deeper into some research around Away and their target demographic. And what we realized was what I mentioned earlier, that Away's goal isn't just to sell suitcases, but to really elevate the entire travel experience. And then also that Away was heavily targeting millennials as their core demographic for their products. And my client also happened to be a millennial. And the cool part about millennials is that they like to travel. So she had a lot of friends who traveled very, very frequently for business, for vacation, for pleasure, for all of these different reasons. And so we said, well, what if we came up with a survey that we could send to 15, 20 people that she knew that would dive deeper into the pain points around the current travel situation and also the things that these people really enjoyed about certain aspects of travel and rewards programs and things like that. So that's exactly what we did. She went and created the survey. She sent it to a whole bunch of her friends and she got 15 responses. And the responses were really, really telling. So first and foremost, A couple of big pain points that people called out were the fact that 
travel requires a lot of planning. And while we're willing to do it from our phones, it's kind of a pain because there's so many apps involved in traveling, right? You need your airline app to have your boarding pass. You need your hotel app to check into the hotel. You need your Uber app to schedule or book a car to and from the airport. And then if you want to get into a lounge, maybe you need your priority pass app and you need the weather app and a currency converter app and so on and so forth. There are all these different apps that we need to have and they're all separated and they don't talk to each other. So that was one big pain point that people mentioned. The other pain point that people mentioned was the fact that a lot of rewards programs were really, really limited and they didn't offer very good bang for their book. And the other thing that we found was that millennials were willing to pay a little bit more for a premium experience and that they actually craved these premium experiences. The experience mattered a lot to them when they were traveling. It wasn't just about showing up to the airport, sitting in a seat, flying and getting you to your destination, but it was about the feeling of that entire experience. And the easier and more luxurious that felt, the happier that these people were. So we took all of that information and we said, okay, well, how can we tie that into a ways mission and goals to elevate the travel experience and to build a deeper community within their customers? And she ended up coming up with three ideas. So the first idea was for a way to essentially create a trip hub app. So this app would allow you to do all of the things that you were required to have all these other apps for in one place. So when you booked your hotel room, that reservation would show up in the Away app. When you booked your flight, you would get your boarding pass in the Away app, and it would automatically have weather for your destination and currency conversion if you needed it. And you could schedule or book an Uber right from the app. All of that would be integrated into the app. And so people could just use the Away app and have everything in one place. So that was the first idea that she had. The second idea that she had was more around the idea of generating brand awareness for Away while also increasing the perceived value of their products. So there are a couple of things that happen during our path to the plane and then on the plane where she saw some opportunities. The first was at security. So when you're at security and you have, you know, these little bottles of liquids in your bag, you should have them in a clear bag, right? Well, what if the Away suitcase came with a clear plastic bag that was a little bit higher quality and it had Away's branding on it? Now, for me, as the person person purchasing this suitcase, I can put all of my toiletries and stuff into that Away bag. And when I put it on the security conveyor belt, everybody can see that Away logo. So I'm basically getting free advertising if I'm Away and I'm getting convenience if I'm the customer. And then when I get on the plane, one of the things that happens all the time is, especially if it's an overnight flight, you get this blanket, you pull it out of a piece of plastic, and inevitably it still has somebody else's hair on it. It still is kind of janky. And it's just like kind of a gross feeling in general. So what if Away also included a blanket with their suitcase so that when you got on the plane, you had your own blanket, you washed it at home, you washed it in your detergent, nobody else has touched it or used it except for you. And then when you put it on, it essentially acted as a gigantic billboard for the Away logo. So anybody walking up and down the aisles would see this gigantic Away logo. And again, that's free real estate, free marketing for Away. But that elevates the perceived value of my purchase as the customer. I'm happy to get this blanket. I'm happy to get this clear plastic bag with my purchase that I wasn't necessarily expecting. So that's a win-win on both sides that creates more value for our customers, more loyalty for the customers, while also increasing the awareness for Away's brand. And then finally, the third idea she had is my absolute 
favorite. And this plays into that deeper sense of community and loyalty within Away's customer base. So something that a lot of people mentioned in her survey was the premium benefits that you get with you know certain credit cards or being you know at a certain level with a loyalty program for an airline, frequent flyer status, et cetera. And one of the big things was the lounge, right? So when you're waiting for your flight, you can go to the American Express Lounge or you can go to the Delta Lounge and they have free drinks, they have snacks, they have bathrooms, sometimes they have showers, they have better Wi-Fi, all of these things, right? So what if Away took advantage of that for themselves? Their headquarters is in New York. They have three amazing airports all around them. So let's just choose JFK for an example. JFK has a massive international terminal. I believe it's Terminal B. And there is one place in the terminal where everybody coming from security has to walk through in order to go either left or right to basically go down the entire corridor and get to their gate. Everybody's funneled through that point. So what if right by that point, Away set up a pop-up lounge where they had super comfy seats and they had free drinks and great snacks and a very cool vibe. They invested in the design of the whole place. And instead of flashing your credit card, your ticket in was your Away suitcase. So all you had to do was roll up with your suitcase and boom, you're in the door. You can wait for your flight in style. You know, you're feeling super comfy and everybody else who's walking by is wondering, what the heck is that place? Like, how do I wait there? How do I get in there? That's so cool. So again, me as a customer, as an Away customer, my experience is elevated and I am going to be way more loyal to this brand that allows me to chill on a super comfy couch, have a beer, maybe watch some TV, have super fast Wi-Fi and kind of have my own space in the airport while I'm waiting for my flight. And everybody else who's walking by is going to want that. So they're going to inquire. They're going to wonder how to get in. And again, that's free marketing for Away. So those are the three ideas that she put together. She packaged them up in a deck. She took care to make sure that the deck was the same exact colors as Away's branding. She used the Away logo. She paid super specific attention to all the details. And that's what she led with in the conversations with her contacts. She sent it out to a bunch of people who were working there, uh, who she was connected with and having conversations with. And that is the thing that got her in the door. It wasn't necessarily the online applications, right? She didn't get any responses from those. It wasn't even the initial conversations that she had with her contacts. It was going a step further to show them, hey, I really want this. I really want this job. I'm so excited about this company that I'm willing to invest all this time, effort, and energy into this research and coming up with these solutions for you. And they got a clear view into the exact type of creativity and drive and problem-solving skills that she would bring to the table if she was hired. And that's what set her apart from all the other candidates who had these more traditional backgrounds. And that's the power of the value validation project here. So I hope that illustrating this whole process was helpful in understanding how you might think about creating a value validation project for yourself. One thing that I will say is that you don't want to create a value validation project and just submit it online. There are really two criteria that I have for investing the time in creating a VVP. And that is either one, you already have a formal interview booked with the company awesome if that's the case. But more likely is that you've had a conversation with a contact who you feel will be an advocate for you. So you've done the outreach, you've built an initial connection with somebody and through either emails or conversations you've had, you feel like, yes, this person would go to bat for me if I can convince them of my worth. If that's the case, that is when you should create a value validation project. So you should do the outreach first. You should have that initial touch point with somebody. And when you get that gut feeling around, this is my dream company, this person is probably gonna go to bat for me, then you go invest the time in putting together the value validation project. And again, I hope that the way that we set this up in this podcast episode, showing how she went out and surveyed people, how she thought about the results, how she came up with the answers and the solutions. I hope that's helpful in making this a little bit more clear and a little bit less abstract so you can get some inspiration 
consideration for creating value validation projects for any of the companies that you're currently in consideration with or that you're targeting and you're working to build relationships with. So that's it for today. Thank you as always for listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you.